Jonathan Dimmock is an internationally known concert organist who will perform as part of the Organ at Davidson series tomorrow evening at 7.30 at Davidson College Presbyterian Church. Jonathan has a long resume, so here are just a very few items that you'll find on it. He's the principal organist at the Legion of Honor Museum, organist for the San Francisco Symphony, the only American to serve as organ scholar of Westminster Abbey under the tutelage of Simon Preston, founder of the American Box Soloists, as well as of the Resonance Project, which uses music to aid successful conflict resolution. He's also renowned for his interpretations of Bach and Messian, so it's great to have him on a Baroque music program. So, Jonathan, thanks for, for talking to us today. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, if you are known for your interpretations of Bach well, and Messian, I'm just curious, how did Bach become a specialty for you or a focus? Well, I can actually never remember a time when that music was not my focus. I don't know what it was exactly, but I felt that that um, as a kid, the work of Bach and, and the way he crafted his art, uh, and he saw it as a craft, in, uh, namely something that one learns, um, not just inspiration. Um, I found that spoke to me, and I felt that my interest in both church and music together also tied me into Bach's thinking. Will you be playing Bach tomorrow night? I will. I'm actually opening the program with Bach uh, and uh, a really glorious piece. It's called the uh, the Dorian Toccata and Fugue in D minor, um, not to be confused with the, with the famous Toccata and Fugue in D minor from Phantom of the Opera. Uh, this piece has kind of a concerto-like opening to it uh, in the toccata form. And then the fugue, which is one of Bach's bigger fugues, that's almost eight minutes long, is to me kind of an unfolding of the entire cosmos. Long before we understood the second law of thermodynamics about everything moving towards entropy and, and greater chaos, uh, Bach had the whole idea down um, clearly by, because it just becomes more complex more glorious as it goes. So it's a it's a great opener because it um, it pulls people in without being manipulative. It just grabs their psyche. We know also from a, from a neurological standpoint that um, the brain um, plays Bach backwards, and um, that's unique. Actually, it's not true of many other composers that the brain will listen to Bach and and it'll identify. Uh, something uh, that, it's, that it's hearing based on what it heard uh, 30 seconds earlier or a minute earlier, and it'll recognize, oh, this is the same little piece of melody, or maybe it's the same melody twice as fast or twice as slow, or if you're really clever, it's upside down um, or in retrograde. Uh, all these possibilities, the brain actually puts it all together like a jigsaw puzzle. So it turns out that the neurological pieces of Bach are just being uncovered uh, and the advantages that may have for our whole culture. I had not heard that before. And so is the brain of a non-musician, a non, you know, uh, someone who hasn't studied music working the same way? Absolutely. It's, it may not be working on as, as many levels simultaneously, but it is definitely working the same way. Um, uh, and actually this dovetails really easily with, with, my resonance project. 
So the Resonance Project actually uses the effect of live music being heard by two different conflicting parties to um, to change brainwaves uh, so that the brainwaves actually synchronize. When that happens, um, an effect takes place known as neuroplasticity, which allows people to find a conclusion that they couldn't find otherwise. And they're literally thinking on the same wavelength. That's where we get the expression, I'm on your wavelength. That literally means brainwaves. So can you give us a couple of examples of where um, the Resonance Project has worked and, and facilitated putting people on the same wavelength? I can. The, um, in the Bay Area in San Francisco, there's a group called Living Room Talks. And this is, brings together Palestinians and Israelis. And they come into a living room to share their story with, with each other and to listen to each other. And we were invited to come in and make music. Uh, so I came in with a cellist, uh, and I was playing piano. In the living room, there was probably 20 of them there. Um, and we did about 15 minutes of music. I started with Bach. Uh, and when I finished, everybody in the room was crying. Well, it's very interesting, and I'm glad to hear that there's, you know, you're having success with it. Well, Jonathan... Thank you so much for sharing with us um, the fact that you're using music to make a difference. I think that's really great. Thank you.